COVID-19 continues to be a serious health risk. So we have to continue to protect ourselves and others to limit the spread of the disease. That means wearing a non-medical mask or face covering in places like grocery stores and public transit, washing our hands often, and staying home if sick. That's how we'll help keep our loved ones safe. Let's protect each other. Learn more at canada.ca slash coronavirus or 1-833-784-4397. A message from the Government of Canada. This is the sound of home ambience. <laughs> Hang on, I forgot the fan. That would actually make for a great effect here. Let's see if we uh, turn this guy on. Actually, wait, no, it's getting too cold. Never mind, never mind. But uh, if you're wondering what the other two sounds were, we've got a laptop humming and this great buzzing friend, a clock radio. Good morning, this is the first wake-up call here on 93.3 CFMU. For first up, my name is Joe Mar here to be with you for the next 90 minutes as we go on with another special guest today, and I'm looking forward to sharing this interview with you as this fellow's actually been at the station before on a different show, but this it'll be this fellow's first time on this show specifically. Along with that, it's just more music and all the usual antics we pull off this morning and for the next little hour and a half, so hopefully you'll be able to stick around and join me today, and I'm looking forward to entertain you and just being with you for this morning. So stick around, I'll be right back in just a moment. Well, once again, welcome to the program and thank you for joining me. Hopefully you and yours have been keeping well. Actually, you know what? Maybe first off I should ask, how have you been and how are you doing? Uh, hopefully, uh, I guess I guess I sort of um, answered my, that question in terms of hopes for you. But yeah, hopefully you have been keeping well, you and yours, and uh, staying safe since I last uh, met you in the previous episode last week, uh, or a couple weeks ago. No, it was last week, because I've sort of been mixing my mind, or my mind has been mixed rather on um, dates and weeks when I have been on the air and weeks when I have not been on the air. Now, there's a really funny thing in case you're wondering why this may potentially be in a different time slot. I also was kind of tuned in uh, for the past few weeks and listening to some of the podcasts for my show, and I found that they actually were reruns. So what's been going on there, in case you're wondering what has been going on, and in case I haven't already explained this, which even if I have, it doesn't hurt to explain it again, because this may be your first time to the pod- uh, listening to this podcast. And if it is your first time, well, thank you for stumbling upon it, however you may have done so. Or even if you're listening to this from the radio, wherever you may be, whatever the case is, hopefully, um, well, hopefully you will enjoy it. But first off, and I mean, well, I think maybe the first thing I really should say is thank you once again. And second off, hopefully you will enjoy. But anyways, uh, what I was getting on was, um, you may be listening to this, um, regardless of whatever format it is. That's what it was. Now I remember why I mentioned this and brought this up. Basically, um, our program director, Jamie Tennant, has been pretty much um, playlisting most, if not all, of the programming now because I'm pretty certain uh, volunteers still aren't allowed in the station at this time. We're still working on how things will go in terms of how uh, things, uh, how the station operations will go, uh, you know, once we do reopen and we do have sort of... Um, pandemic measures in mind and all those things. But for the time being, all these shows that you are hearing are being playlisted. So that certainly shouldn't be much of a secret. And you may have heard that in previous weeks as well, or on other shows here at the station. 
Uh, but the thing is, for, I guess it's just so happened that two episodes have been airing at a time. I mean, I, I'm not going to blame Jamie because he has been doing so much for the station already. And so I, I just can't thank you enough, Jamie. If you are somehow tuned into this, thank you so much for what you do and uh, for keeping the station going. Because he pretty much is the only guy going in there. There may be a few other uh, full-time staff and uh, folks like that. But more or less, it's mostly him doing the programming and um, pretty much manning the station uh, by himself in person, although uh, we've also been assisting and pitching in in various ways, and uh, shows have been podcasted, and there have been increases in numbers of podcasted shows now, so that's really good. But anyways, with this program, what I wanted to mention was that basically what you may be hearing in the podcast for this this morning, as well as for the past few, and if you ever check the episode pages on my show page, is that a different episode will actually be part of that podcast, or it might be, you know, a section of it, depending on how timings go, because in our system, timings aren't quite perfect. I will admit that, as you may have noticed as well in previous shows, but it will at least capture the majority, hopefully the majority, of any given show. So with the previous weeks, I've noticed that the actual episodes for that Monday morning have actually been on the next time slot, which is Instrumentality, so uh, Rand's show. And so um, in case you're looking for the podcast there specifically, you can always check his show just in case. That show is called Instrumentality. That's the one that runs from 7.30 to 9, just after mine. Uh, But also, uh, you can always look for the podcast, which I will share as a link, sort of like a play button, uh, which should hopefully be embedded on the show page if you're able to see it that or if I've been able to upload it on time, uh, because I will admit I have been pretty tardy lately with a lot of the weekly um, pieces of content. As you see, and a lot of them still say, hang tight, this page is being updated, and so on and so forth, so I still have to get back on the ball and uh, get back on top of things that way. So there's still a fair amount of content to be shared on those pages, but I hope to get those out to you as soon as possible. Anyway, uh, back to the original question of this morning's podcast, which is myself. Uh, or, well, you really, and I just wanted to kind of share how things have been going because, you know, I'm kind of just secondary to this whole show. And as much as I am the host of the show, I sort of take it as the guests and the music and just whatever is featured on the show really is the star of the show at at the end of the day. I'm just here to help moderate and mediate and make things flow and put it all together just to let you uh, hopefully have you entertained and entertain you pretty much. So anyways, for myself, I'll probably just plug this in really quickly. I know I've been doing pretty well. Um... Nothing much really to say. I've just been at home mostly with family. Um, We've just been doing our usual matters, chilling at home, cleaning on occasion, going out for walks, errands, you name it, things of the sort. Pretty much what you may imagine happening throughout the week. So nothing too crazy, but no, it's been all right. I've also been doing a lot of, uh, you know, drawing and planning and just doing all these sorts of uh, fun little projects on the side. I might share some progress with some things. I remember a few weeks ago, I was talking about uh, some some cities I've been working on and some builds and this, uh, this sort of game called Minecraft. And yeah, I've been continuing on that as well. Things have been going. Uh, this podcast, of course, uh, conversations are still being held. Interviews are still being recorded. So you'll see that as the content progresses in the coming weeks. And I am looking forward to sharing the next few weeks worth of content with you. So stay tuned for those as well. Uh, But for today, I guess maybe we will segue very nicely into what the content is for today. So um, I think what I'll do is probably play some music to begin with uh, before we get on to the content for today. But basically, let me, you know what, let me introduce what's going on. So basically, I'll just have some music. But after this musical break, which I will 
tell you about in just a moment. It will be our feature for today, which is a guest, as you sort of heard in the first Wake Up Call intro, who has been on our station before on a different program, but this, I believe, would be this fellow's first time on First Up. Although I have met this person uh, at the time that the first interview actually was recorded. So here's the scoop and here's the story, pretty much. The, The guest is somebody by the name of, a good friend by the name of Mitchell Koss. And uh, he's actually over in the States right now in California. And that's where he resides and works over at Tesla. Um, And he came over actually back in December. He was on Vishal's show. Vishal, my good friend, who is the host of The Last Word. Actually, well, he's, um, he technically still is doing shows, or you can always check his shows and that page is still available. Uh, But at the time, It was a very memorable time, too, because what happened was it was on one of the last weeks of December, one of the later weeks, I think it was the last one, the very last one, before we would have gone on Christmas holidays. So at that particular time, I think it happened to me my last exam day. It was the Thursday. I remember this very clearly now. Uh, It was because there were so many things that happened on that day. Let me tell you, it was quite a day. So uh, I come in and I'm getting a call from Vishal. He says who needed my assistance for helping because I I did production at the time. And I, I guess I still do. So I did the production, the the sort of the manning the controls part for uh, for this interview that he had with Mitchell and uh, another fellow by the name of Dylan. And goodness, I can't remember his last name, so I am extremely sorry, Dylan, if you are um, tuned into this. But pretty much it was Mitch and Dylan who were on the show, and he had a chat with them regarding uh, mentor the mentor-mentee relationship and uh, things around that, and sort of um, Mitch's and uh, Dylan's relationships with each other uh, in terms of the mentor-mentee uh, sort of roles they had been taking, and uh, all, all the conversations they've had, and so on and so forth. So he appeared, and that was his first appearance on CFMU, I'm pretty certain, I think, unless there was something beforehand that I am not aware of. Uh, but yeah, so that was the first time I actually met Mitch, there while I was manning controls because let me tell you that interview was one of the best two and a half hours I ever had I think I ever got to experience uh and it really was two and a half hours and that still to this day is the record for the longest podcast or longest interview rather that I have ever recorded <laughs> that was a full two and a half hours for just that one conversation and uh however Vishal managed to put that on the air I have no clue how he did it I think he actually put it on uh, on his podcast form and I think he may have split it into two uh two different um episodes or something of the sort but he has the whole thing posted in no more than two episodes I'm pretty certain so I'll be sure to link that up as well on the show page if you want to check out that particular interview that they had I won't I'm not part of it I wasn't part of it because I was just in the background manning controls, unless somehow he included the bloopers on there. And in those bloopers, you probably might hear me sort of on the testing phase saying, how is this going? How is your mic sounding? How are things, you know, things like that. But anywho, uh, that's kind of how I got to meet him. And recently, uh, actually, he reached out and he wanted to come on to my show. And I actually sort of invited him on the show just to say, you know what, why not come on and we'll probably have a chat. And so this conversation you'll be hearing is sort of us fulfilling that particular chat. So um, in just a moment, you'll be hearing from that. But first, I will probably play a couple of tracks and... Um, yeah, you know what? Maybe uh, I'll, I'll go ahead. So if somehow you manage to catch this um, later on... No, you know what? Maybe I'll probably quickly reiterate and give you an indication that uh, we'll be hearing from 
that conversation with Mitch. But first, you know, because again, I'm always winging this stuff and pretty much doing it on the fly, even if this was at home and even if these things are being pre-recorded, but they're pretty much just as good as if I was doing them on air. So normally, yes, there may be in millions of takes I'd have to take on certain segments, perhaps, but mostly, you know, I try to keep it about as fluid as possible because 99% of the time, I'm pretty much admittedly improvising all this stuff as we go. So um, in case you're wondering why things are going out of sorts and, and scatters, I have my outline, but then wherever it says fill time with something, that's kind of just, we're going to see where my mind runs and hope that it goes somewhere. Anywho, before I digress and go on another tangent on who knows what, like I've done in previous episodes, and I'm sure if you've been on the show before or heard the show before, you can testify to that. So we're going to go ahead and play some music. Today I'd like to try something which I don't think I've ever tried before, or maybe I have, but by accident. This time it's an intentional dealing. It's sort of a double feature, a back-to-back music break of the same artist. So we're going to do that. And today's artist, or at least for this particular segment, I'd like to, but just because there are so many wonderful songs that this artist has, um, the, the, I was about to give away the, the artist there for a second. This group is called Language Arts. I've actually had them on the show and various versions of this show before. Actually, not even versions, but just interviewed them before. I've got, actually, got to meet the the whole I think the whole band yeah because um the the front woman of this band is Kristen Cutmore she actually was on as a guest uh, back in episode 23 about a month ago or so so you can always check that out as well I might possibly link it if I remember to link this up on the episode page I'll also uh give a nod to that particular episode there uh but anyway um yeah so I'll be sort of featuring uh these two our these two songs from Language Arts, that is. Uh, the first one actually is going to be coming from their latest full album that was released back in 2015. It's called Able Island. Uh, and this is sort of a, a wonderful mix of, of various uh, songs. And it really gives you sort of, you can sort of hear what the, get a feel for what the Language Arts sound is. And they've actually got an upcoming album, uh, Lemon Lime, which is still to be released. However, they've already released a few singles off that album. And the latest single I'll also be playing as a second. And that single actually was featured on the uh, episode that I had Kristen on for number 23, I believe, as I mentioned before. So that single is called Sprout. So first off, I'm going to play a little selection from Able Island, uh, just to kind of give you sort of an introduction in case this is your first time hearing of Language Arts, the band. Uh, And so we're going to play something called Fight or Flight, and hopefully you enjoy this selection, and we'll get to Sprout right afterwards.
So here's a song that has quite a significance actually to Kristen, who was the front woman of language arts, as she had described in the interview that I, uh, that I had with her, sort of the conversation we had. Um, it kind of really taps into the story of how she actually met Sprout and adopted Sprout. Sprout is actually, uh, her, her best pal, uh, her, uh, her pet and her best pal, but one of the best friends or sort of the, the best uh, tight knitness of friends of fuel that I've ever gotten to know of and it's a really heartwarming story if you ever check out uh, any interviews in fact of her and she probably talks about Sprout wonderful stuff you'll get to see anywho here is the single this is Sprout hopefully you enjoy
93.3 CFMU. That there was Sprout from Language Arts, and that was their latest single from their upcoming album, Lemon Lime, uh, which still is sort of a TBD release, but nonetheless, I'm looking forward to when it is released, because Able Island I really enjoyed, and I actually had a lot of airplay, or I like gave a lot of airplay over the past uh, couple of years or so, when I since I first got to uh, come in contact, sort of, or got to know the album. So it's a wonderful one. I like, I'm pretty certain there are a lot of different tracks that I actually really enjoy on that album. And no, I'm not, I'm not even, uh, why am I even doubting? There are a lot of tracks, a lot of great tracks on that album. I think some of my favorites are uh, Coastline Bungalow, um, Fight or Flight. There's another one I'm missing. Oh, goodness. Uh, you Came Knocking. That's the one I've played a lot too. So anyway, you should definitely check that out. I will make sure that is linked up on the episode page as well. And as well as Sprout too, because these are just wonderful singles and Kristen's just such a wonderful person as well. So now without further ado, in case you somehow have just stumbled upon this now, or if you are tuned in from radio or somewhere where this is being streamed live, uh, we're, not, we're now going to get to the feature for today, which is my special guest, Mitchell Koss. Uh, and uh, we sort of had a wonderful a little conversation catching up on how we've been since the pandemic began as well as sort of I guess his take on th- all that's been going on with the pandemic and the effects of it here in Canada over in the states and just pretty much yeah well mostly catching up as well as him bringing some advice on how we can probably look into um I guess you know being able to take some action or if you want to get productive over this time uh, there are some pieces of advice or even just to kind of brush up on some skills when it comes to the working world and things of that sort so anyways here we go this is mitch cost right here on cfmu this is first up and i hope you enjoy This is 93.3 CFMU. My name is Joe Mart, here to be with you once again, and I've got a special guest who actually appeared on CFMU before on, on one of my friend's shows, Michelle, The Last Word, uh, but this was back in December, so it's been quite some time since I've uh, actually, I met him the first time when I was sitting in for Vish with that interview to help out. Um, he is uh, pretty much... Um, a huge advocate and sort of has been taking on the mentor role for um, some of his uh, some of his colleagues and friends, and as well as for I guess the Shaolin ways too. Uh, he graduated from Mac uh, with a degree in uh, in um, in the Bachelor of Technology program, specializing in automa- uh, automotive and vehicle technology. That's and it. so, and there's a much there's a much longer name to it, and I'm pretty certain things have changed. But anyways, without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Mitchell Cos. Mitch, thanks so much for coming on the show. No, thanks for having me, especially in uh, all these crazy times. We're doing the whole virtual Abs- virtual interviewing lifestyle now. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I would have loved to have you in person or, you know, even whether the case was if this circumstance wasn't here. But you know what? Thank goodness for video communication, I guess. It's, uh, yeah, it's really the, uh, the whole world uh, has kind of shifted now. Everybody's kind of doing the whole virtual uh, interaction. And I know in the last three months, even for, for work and, and for people's lifestyles, Microsoft Teams has become like the new craze. Everybody oh, yeah. shifted from Skype to Zoom, and then Microsoft Teams kind of took over as the all-encompassing life planner now. And we've been using it at work, and even in my personal life, it's, it's actually been probably one of the best innovations from Microsoft in, in a long, <laughs> long, long time. But uh, it's going to be interesting when we finally get a chance to get back to 
you know, doing podcasts in person or, yeah. you know, doing one-on-ones with people and doing interviews in person with is something yeah. that's like a completely different concept now. And we've mm-hmm. uh, even at work and just out in public now interacting with people on that first name basis is very hard. Um, Absolutely. I, I was just talking with a friend the other day, like the day that we're able to introduce ourselves to someone in handshake is going to be a groundbreaking <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> but it's good to be able to still communicate with people uh, in the mediums that we have uh, available to us, you know, that we didn't, you know, even 15, 20 years ago. Absolutely. You know, I, I was just thinking like it, it just kind of popped in, you know, the first time we actually get to go and, you know, um, ease up on all these practices, the first handshake will have to be televised and say, all right, guys, this is the first <laughs> approval that we're, we're free from, you know, from all the uh, lockdown measures of COVID-19. But whatever takes place, this is the first handshake that you've seen in months. So, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a televised forward. event and people are going to stream it from all over the world. And it's just <laughs> going to be one of those Guinness Book, Guinness World Record kind of uh, situations. Most sure. famous handshake yeah anyway now i remember and i sort of mentioned in the introduction um i at least the first time i met you was actually um it was kind of by chance because here's my side of how things i don't know if you actually were uh knew about this but that time was um that was an evening and i'll I'll never forget it for various reasons one was because that i think was one of the longest interviews i had ever actually (laughs) got to sit and record for good reason it was good like i really really enjoyed it so but that set the record Uh, but secondly because that's what i did after i think that was my last final actually uh, that was my last exam on that day and that's how i got to end off the day with that with getting to sit in and help do the production work for that interview and vishal who uh hosts a show called last word um he had you in and he also had uh, dylan in as well i think yeah. of that you were kind of talking yeah. about the mentor mentee role how did you find that experience um so f- first of all what's what's funny about your your comment because i i listened to your follow-up podcast with vishal and he mm-hmm. still once in a while will text me about he he's still not sure how he got through a two and a half hour <laughs> podcast and, and could you know cognitively still stay all in it. Um, and oh. the whole thing was what's funny is that in the basement of of the student center at Mac, I don't really get a signal, and and I'm on a U.S. carrier plan that has you know worldwide <laughs> coverage, and I can barely get service. So when I went to Mac to do our our podcast. I had told my parents, hey, FYI, like I'm going to be at Mac for about an hour. I'll, I'll, I'll just shoot you a text when I'm on my way home. <laughs> and when we were finishing up our podcast with you guys, I checked my phone and it had just blown up. Like my parents <laughs> went full on, like, are you all right? Where are you? Give us a GPS locator. We're about to oh, literally call man. all your friends and try to find you. And... <laughs> I literally just remember walking out of the studio and texting my father and saying, yeah, we kind of went off the rails, <laughs> you know? And, but then, but then when, when we, when we talked about it afterwards, like when we went out after and we're just kind of summing up how he felt about the whole thing, I, you guys loved it. And I, I loved it too. I, I usually, when I talk to people, whether it's, you know, coaching, mentoring, or, you know, people just want to call me and see what's going on. I always say it's like a 60 minute thing. Like there's no yeah. way most people can have a mentorship or connecting conversation for less than 60 minutes and try to get all your points. Absolutely. Out. That's and true. for me, I, prior to that podcast, I had never done a podcast. I had done obviously a lot of coaching. I had done my career development things through work. 
uh, in school, I had, you know, my clubs and all these extracurriculars that I had done, but I had never actually sat in a studio and talked about something. And it was very interesting, I think, from the perspective of having something in front of your face and having a normal conversation. And I think yeah. now to the times where, you know, we have to wear masks out in public, it was the same kind of situation where you had to kind of get used to all these new incremental normalities that people were would tell me like, hey, FYI, when you go in the studio, you got to talk this way or you have to talk into the mic this close. And I used to think like, dude, just say what you got to say in a mic <laughs> and, and go from with it, right? And yeah, yeah. I, I'm never one to go by a list of things. I, I try to avoid going from you know, one through 12, I, I try to let yeah. conversations kind of build from themselves because I, I know, as you know, obviously from the length of that podcast, we had originally scheduled it for 30 minutes and it ended up being <laughs> two and a half hours. <laughs> and we just, I, I'm able to talk about really anything. And I think it was actually interesting for Vishal, who is the host of the show, because he, prior to all of his guests had a previous agenda. They knew what mm -hmm. they wanted to introduce, what the point they wanted to get across and kind of what their personal position was. And I think for Vishal, his follow-up really takeaway from that whole podcast was the ability to have a run-on podcast that was just conversational. And I think yeah. that's why it had such a good good result from it was that it wasn't really forced. Now, Dylan, mm -hmm. my mentee, he had some notes in there. So he had tried to team me up for a lot of things because there were <laughs> things as a mentee he wanted people to hear um, yeah, well. Which was interesting where <laughs> you had Vishal, who is the host, who is kind of just throwing in his his, his thoughts here and there, which I, I appreciated very, very much. Mm -hmm. uh, I think as a dynamic from a podcasting standpoint, and, and you know, you, you probably have the best knowledge on this, but the dynamic changes a lot when you have one one on one and then you have two on one and then you have kind of in our situation, almost four because we had you listening on the other end and we had three guys just talking about you know, life and school and career development and mentorism. Yeah. And that was really, really cool experience for me. Even I thought it was a great, you know, two and a half hours. It, it felt like it was only an hour and <laughs> yeah. when got out. I had thought that we had put a lot of good content uh, in there. So I, I enjoyed it. I listened to it at least two to three times. And a lot of my friends and folks that, that got forward it, 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 they list, They loved it. They listened to it a bunch of times and thought they got a lot of good takeaways from it. Oh, wow. That's wonderful. You know, when I was sitting there, because the conversation, and this is why I knew it was two and a half hours, not just of conversation, but very meaningful conversation. It was kind of right. like we were sitting in a restaurant or a bar for two and a half hours, but without yeah. all the music and all the uh, all the ambience of the bar, it's kind of just like a professional conversation. And yeah. it wasn't, you know, you're talking about it being a run on conversation, but really it was like a meaningful run on it. Cause you know, I've been, you know, uh, in some places where you try to, um, you feel, and you know, when a conversation is being forced to extend and people right. are really just trying to push it forward. No, this one just flowed naturally, beautifully, wonderfully. And there was so much I actually learned from that particular one. So I'm kind of one of those people that would be right there <laughs> to say that was one of the best pieces of content he's put out there. One of the best pieces of content you put together there. Yeah, he. Uh, we, I, I always give him a, a little jab in the side because uh, Dean Puri was on on a future podcast, and yes. he's got a way. He's got a very deep <laughs> network, and I always tell Vishal, "Hey, man, instead of the content piece, 
how many viewers did I get, right? And and I always jab him in the side for that. He's like, yeah, I think Dean Pooz is a little bit more than yours. And I always say, yeah, you know what, though? I think the feedback we got on that was uh, was still pretty good. So I still try to pump my own podcast appearance. But, you know, it's it's good. I'm, I'm happy to, you know, help people out just like with you. I think podcasting is something that is, is kind of the big buzz right now. A lot of people have a lot of things to say. But there's Absolutely. only very few select people that, you know, can do it well and do it consistently. I think a lot of people, you know, wake up and say, I want to do a podcast and it's great. And they buy a mic and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I have a lot of appreciation now for the folks that are able to actually go ahead and do that and consistently come up with content every week that, you know, they're happy talking about and having, you know, guests or a viewership that agree with that, that are willing mm-hmm. to continue tuning in and, and doing that. So I try to help out where I can. And I, I think those that are doing and, and, you know, walking the walk, it, it deserve to have a lot of recognition for how hard podcasting can really be. So mm-hmm. you know, good, good on you guys for, for, for taking the initiative <laughs> to do it. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. And, and especially, I guess it's, it's so convenient now, especially with our conditions and our circumstances now, because, you know, originally this was actually, this is actually just a radio show, like much like the shells. Right. And I had no intention of taking it to podcasting platforms and lo and behold, the situations come. And now I'm, I've now had to switch to that. And I've just found that it's, a, it's a really helpful for them just to keep those conversations going, not just, you know, if you wanted to talk to somebody, but you know, to right. be, able to um, let other people hear hone, like to tune into whatever questions they may have also to whatever your guest is on a particular topic or maybe it might be about the guest him or herself and whatever the case is so it's it's really helpful that way for certain yeah no it's it's a great uh, great form to connect people and um, I think with Vishal's podcast it it was an opportunity because Dylan my mentee one of my many mentees was on it and he said dude you should totally be on this and prior to that podcast I had a lot of people that have requested to me or or told me like hey man when are you gonna have a podcast or something and I always say I don't know what to talk about because I have so much to talk about things I just don't know how I would make a podcast and it's kind of a thing where everybody's doing it like I said um but I thought it was a good opportunity and seized it to kind of see a, how I would he- sound, <laughs> you know, on a, on a recorded <laughs> audio file and how to have a, a conversation that was both meaningful and constructive. So it, it was a good takeaway for me. I, I really liked that opportunity. So. Uh-huh. And you, you sounded wonderful. Once again, I just can't say it enough. You, you were just <laughs> w- absolutely wonderful in that. And I think I was just listening there and sitting and I was just thinking, I mean, I can't get enough of this guy. This is, he, he just has so much information, lots of, lots to tell about so much experience. So I listened yeah. to every little bit of that, especially during that time. It was just wonderful. No, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh-huh. Yeah, no worries. Well, anyways, let's now get on to how things have been. We were kind of just sort of discussing a little bit about how the situation has turned because I mean, fast forward about, I think we're at what, five or six months later now, pretty right. much six, almost, almost completely almost six months. Six, and yeah. And the situation has changed completely before, you know, compared to how we were sort of uh, going about life at that particular time. How have you right. been? And how's, how does the, how's the pandemic sort of affected you over the past little bit? Or have there been yeah, any changes? So to- a lot of things um, changed. I mean, I, I came home and, and did that podcast at the end of 2019. Uh, I had a pretty busy 2019, a lot of ups, a lot of downs as, as most people have. And when I came back to California, 
things kind of started out new year. I was, I, I'm still doing my master's and I'm going into my last three courses of my master's. And so a lot of that is done virtually. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm being very thankful of that now at the current climate mm-hmm. of a lot of things. And a lot of things kind of started out as most people that are working in, in a job in the first quarter of the year, you know, they're planning out, we you know what the next 12 months will look like from both a yeah. professional aspect, a personal aspect. I had usually in the first month or so of the year is when I kind of plan out, you know, major trips, major events, concerts, people I need to reconnect with, uh, you know, if I have to travel, uh, this year for 2020, I, you know, I had a wedding I was supposed to go to in June, Ah, I had another wedding that I was supposed to go to. And, you know, me being part of some of these weddings, it, it was, I had a lot to do this year. And fast forward to about March, the second week of March, I had a prior ski trip planned with a couple of my friends from oh, university man yeah so yeah so this is where it gets interesting so i had left to go back to calgary uh i, I believe on the 7th of march and i was going to reconnect with a bunch of my buddies and we were going to ski down in in golden and in in british columbia and we had i was able to get to calgary it was you know it was my kind of spring break kind of trip hmm. We get down there, we had four days of absolute, absolutely phenomenal skiing. And during this whole time, most of the COVID-19 stuff had started escalating. And escalating at the point, in my terms, I don't think super fast. I think exponentially wise, it was going through the news quite rapidly. And it was kind of more of a buzz topic because it was still localized to, to Wuhan. Yeah. And if you think about it, we were kind of thinking, hearing about this in 2019, but it wasn't until early 2020 when people started raising their hands and saying, hey, this might kind of look like something. So while we were doing, mm-hmm. you know, our normal, normally planned ski trip, we were just kind of tuning in to, you know, the daily Google News or Apple yeah. News and seeing what the, all this buzz was about. And the whole time I was kind of thinking, you know, as a society, we've gone through swine, we've gone through H1N1, we've gone through, mm-hmm. you know, tuberculosis is still like one of the number one killers um, from a medical standpoint every year. And, you know, humans have gotten through things uh, a lot worse. And and so I don't want to say that, you know, I, I didn't think it was very much. I just thought that, okay, with the advent of technology, especially now, yeah, things are going to get out a lot faster. And so I would tell my friends on the ski trip, especially, I was like, I need to see raw data. I need to see a distribution chart and I need to see, I need to see real numbers. I need to see cases. I need to see intakes and I need to see recovery rates before I really evaluate a risk factor to this. But at the same time, I had to appreciate the fact that the world was really starting to react to this the way any, any economy would. And so after about the on about the last day, second last day, I had another day in in Calgary to myself and I caught up with some friends. You know, we talked about a lot of the situation in the world. And the whole time I was getting updates from Air Canada on my phone and mm-hmm. all of those were just flight changes. And they were just yeah. restrictions after restrictions after restrictions. You know, people were throwing out all these words on the, on the news about the border closing and things like that. And of course, because people know I don't live in Canada, my phone's mm-hmm. getting blown up twice as fast because everybody <laughs> thinks I'm literally not going to have a place to stay. So oh, it comes boy. down to now this would be the 14th, uh, roughly 14th, 15th of March. And so my travel home date was the 15th of March. I 
showed up to Calgary International and I was the only one in the airport for my 7.30 departure. And that's when I knew like, whoa, I have never seen this before. Like something, something's going to change, right? And at this, at this point, you know, I was texting a lot of my friends saying, hey, you know, I'm going to be able to get home and things like that. And I was sitting in the lounge at the, at the airport and I've never been in an airport that was that empty. I've been in an airport from any time of the day. I've been there early in the morning, late at night, and there's always still people there. This was the first time I've ever been in an airport where like you could hear a pin drop. It was deserted. And the whole time I was sitting in there watching like the news updates and they're canceling flight after flight after flight. And I'm like, man, I just need to get home because all my stuff is in California. Not like, I mean, I could stay in Calgary. I, I love Calgary as a city, but you know, I can find friends to stay with, but I just want to get home. I got a job, you know, I got things <laughs> oh, yeah. I gotta do, right? So <laughs> I was able to get home. There was about five people on my flight. It was a fully loaded uh, A319 and flew right into San Jose. And as uh, as we landed, I turned my phone on, get the, the flurry of, of queuing from your phone once it connects to the, to the LTE. Uh-huh. And I see the alarm, like the, the notification that, uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco, and the state of California puts in a uh, shelter in place effective that evening. So oh, here's where it goes goodness. crazy. Yeah. So I'm I don't know what that means. Most people on this plane don't even know that 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 information's been released. Mm-hmm. And so I now turn my work phone on, and my work phone now starts blowing up because people are now texting me or calling me looking for information you know what what's mm-hmm. going on how does this affect our work uh where 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 are we supposed to go what are we supposed to do and, and report to and at the same time now i have friends that are pilots that also don't know this information so i'm now trying to be the mediator where i'm trying to get accurate information because yeah if i go on the news or if i just google it this is just coming out as it is and uh-huh. the news in in california was literally anywhere between like purge level stuff to <laughs> this is nothing and so yeah. you know the, the oh point i'm God. trying to make is with all of this stuff a lot of these decisions and in, in how you've interpreted things comes down to how you as a person you know integrate information and mm-hmm. i was trying to get the best information and i was passing it to the pilots that that had flown me down and they were like oh man really and i said yeah as of 5 p.m or i think it was 7 p.m it, it was something sometime like that in the evening they were like, are we even going to be able to get home? And I said, I honestly couldn't even tell you because they might shut down the airports. Like there was just so much panic. I had never seen that level of fear in some people. Mm-hmm. It was it was a very interesting thing. So obviously for me, I immediately get off the plane, I get my stuff and it became <laughs> just not really survival mode. It just became preparation mode and it became, yeah. okay, I got to get home. I got to get supplies because anybody that knows anybody that's watched like independence day knows that as soon as (laughs) there's some kind of global news the entire society is going to somewhat kind of just tip over that differential and Mm -hmm. i i was proven right i was not wrong when i got to literally whole foods in uh in in santa clara back here Mm -hmm. in in the bay area it was literally right out of a movie there were (laughs) There was nothing left on the shelves, and, and Toronto was oh, the same golly. way. You know, I was getting oh, updates from, from, from my friends uh, back home, and it was pandemic here. I was sending photos yeah. to to people. There was I could barely get bottled water and soup. Uh, some 
you know, non, non-consumables and things like that. And that was it. Luckily mm-hmm. I had, st- I always stock up my place, um, you know, before I go on a trip so that in case something happens or I can't get to a store, I still have something to keep me going for the next, you know, couple weeks. Oh, right. Yeah. And oh yeah, thankfully I did that because I, I don't think I was able to get any real supplies until about a week after all of this kind of calmed down. <laughs> and then of course, you know, we went through the whole uh, toilet paper and all this, yep. you know, the tissue paper <laughs> issues. And it was, it was, mo- it was multiplied a lot from, from the U S standpoint. And as a Canadian living in the U S I saw a lot of very interesting things um, because California, the, the, the population in the state of California, if you think about it, is the population of Canada. So pretty much when you, when, when you think of the, yeah. it's almost exactly the same. If you Google it, uh-huh. I think it's off by maybe 200,000 people. It, yeah, it which, is so, which, so, so, so close. And if you think of how much. much land we have in Canada, <laughs> you know, when you were, when I was hearing all these stories, like, oh, well, you know, we had this many cases and that. Well, yeah, of course, the U.S. is going to be a lot worse because we have 10, 15 times the population. So (laughs) I saw Toronto's issues with grocery stores times 10. And so that was a very (laughs) interesting thing for me. And, Uh And of course, just across these whole last three months have been have been very, very interesting to see the differences in how both countries kind of operate. Mm-hmm. So that was that was just March. And then basically for me, uh, I was deemed in an essential service for work. So I didn't get as affected per se in terms of, you know, having to stay home. There, there were certain times between March and April that yeah. I was at home a little bit more mm-hmm. than usual. But, you know, we went through this whole scam with with the <laughs> scam or, or whatever you want to really call it a scandal with with the, the county of alameda and with work at tesla and you know there were a lot of kind of background things going on and, mm-hmm. and i think the 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 toughest part not to go on like a total tangent here but i think that the toughest part for a lot of people in north america and, and across the globe that i've talked to and, and kind of seen with with my own observations is the discontent discontinuity between the news, the facts, and how each state or province has dealt with each individual cases themselves. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people have asked me about that too, because the US and even Canada, really, they took that province localized approach where, you know, the GTA, Ontario, the province of Ontario is different from Alberta. Right. And so they have all taken their own little approaches, which has made it hard for people to know what that level of risk was. And I think that's what came into play a lot when the reactionary part came in, when we started going through the ventilator shortage and we started going through the shortage of medical supplies, PPE and masks and things like that. Right. And so that's right. Even even for Tesla, like we we had devoted some time and a lot of engineering resources to help supply ventilators, and a lot of these manufacturing companies in the U.S. were then delegated uh, and asked to help participate to help supply ventilators. But the question became, where do we, you know, how do we, how do you as a company decide who gets what? Because 
certain states, you know, were a lot worse than, you know, California was one of them. You know, New York was the next, you know, most people know what kind of happened in New York. And, oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah and, and so I, I, it was a very tough one for me. It, it's, there's a lot of things that go into this. And, and of course, beyond the scope of the podcast, but it was just interesting to see how the world has react, like reacted to it. And, you know, at yeah. the time I was going through a micro and macro econ course for my master's. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was literally seeing the world kind of take its course while I was learning about what keeps the world going up and down. <laughs> and I read, I, I wrote a paper on the 2008 recession uh, and, and yeah. kind of, you know, how the subprime mortgage uh, market kind of helped lead that into that recession that we saw in 2008. And I'm sure you, you know, you lived through it just as I did. Mm-hmm. And the whole f- fundamental theory about how, you know, every 10, 15 years, we do kind of see this economic change where we either have these long spurts of growth, opportunity, job creation, tech development. uh, And then we have these lulls will basically the, the, the the markets will change and the way we do things will change. uh, We'll change how the demographics of our our work styles are and things like that. Mm. We're just now living in 2020 where we're kind of already doing that. And we were showing signs of leading towards that. But now we're just in the middle of a global pandemic, which kind of just, you know, tipped it right over as a catalyst. (laughs) And on top of that, now we're dealing with, you know, a lot of systematic racism and a lot of underlying issues in our countries that have never really been addressed fully. And I think most people can agree that 2020 has just been a wild ride. Oh, uh, good. Sure. So that, that's, that's my summation of kind of the last, you know, three, (laughs) three and a half, I guess, months that we've kind of been, been living through 2020. Yeah, I see. I mean, for my case, being here, I mean, I, I, I've been kind of tuned into all the, the little news right. bits and how things have been going through because we just had me able to tune to the radio, listen to see how stories have right. gone on and around. I mean, I personally, because uh, we pretty much were just on part-time for the station for our work here, at my, because I just do part-time there and we were just ended by contract. So there was no right. really not much affected there. Uh, but what I saw mostly at the, at the at-home stage was my parents because their positions that the work they had, they weren't part of the essential service area. So right. um, I actually know for my dad's case, especially, and he pretty much was one of the only I think he was pretty much was providing the majority of our income as a family. Right. And so, you know, him being at home and not spending the time out and, and having to wait on this and all the, those financial, those questions about how we'd be able to, to sustain our current living, you know, we're going to have to make changes here and there. And so those are a lot of our looming questions and a lot of adjustments in that sense as a family, because, you know, I'm in a family of five, myself included. And so, you know, right. there's only one, if there's only one parent pretty much providing all the income, that's, that's right. a lot of burden to carry. So, um, and then we had just been following along that way. So it's just been, and I'm, I'm pretty much still here at home. So in my case, it really hasn't been, um, very active in that sense. But again, just seeing all these different things, how the world has reacted is kind of what I've been seeing so far. Yeah. I mean, we've, uh, we've seen a lot change, um, between how people are interacting with being at home. I, I joke with people, I have joked with people about now, now you know how your dog feels, (laughs) <laughs> in a day right like you now know yeah. what it's like to be yeah. a dog right and or pretty much and not just dog but but yeah. your pet and i think what's been interesting is seeing how people have chosen to be productive during these times or i wouldn't even say productivity levels but how they've just adapted to these times of being at home yes and having more time to themselves 
not having to drive their cars as much to work, mm-hmm. um, having to phone call with a lot of people. And I know for me, I've connected with a lot of good friends that have always been good friends. I just have never been in such good comms with them. Mm-hmm. And we've seen industries fall. Uh, that's obviously going to be a large part of how we get out of this this uh, this large <laughs> issues. It, it, just the yeah. large just show that we've got going on in 2020 <laughs> is mm-hmm. really the best way I can say it. But we've also seen a lot of really good things uh, come out of it. You know, there's there's yes. going to be winners and losers in, in everything that happens in the world. And uh-huh. I have a, I have a, I have friends that work in all different types of industries. You know, I have a friend back home in Oakville that's a, a fitness trainer, and I know quite a few people in the fitness industry that, you know, started offering Instagram Live workouts, and then mm-hmm. he changed to Zoom workouts, and he would charge a nominal fee of five dollars a class, or he would do a dollar on Saturdays, and it was just a way to not only just kind of make some money. But also as a way just to kind of unify people because you know what I mm-hmm. think Absolutely. the one thing that I've enjoyed about this is seeing just people be nice and say hey we're all through it together and we'll get through it together. The mm-hmm. best thing we can do is find the best things to do together, uh, whether it's yeah. you know, six feet, ten feet, twenty feet, or virtually across you know two two thousand miles away. Mm-hmm. It, it's been kind of motivating for me. It's been nice to see a lot of people trying to do good on things. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that have had regrets in their lives and have called me and said, Hey, you know, I, I just feel bad about some of these things. And, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily make ends meet with certain people and this and that. And it's just been nice to see people kind of use this time productively to reflect on, on things in life. And from a business standpoint, those that are you know lucky enough, and I'm, I'm grateful every day I get to go to work uh, through all this stuff that's going on in the world, but we've had yeah. to adjust how we how we do things, how we provide services to our employees, how we provide you know the tools for people's success so that they can provide for the world, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for the demand of products that you know whether it's Tesla or Facebook or or Apple or, or anybody really, how we change our business models to try to still help the world you know, move forward. And I think that's Mm -hmm. an important point because I agree that during a lot of this, it's been nice to kind of have this pause uh, in the world. I think it was much needed from a personal standpoint. Uh, I won't Mm -hmm. go in and say that, you know, the economy needed to be paused and things like that. (laughs) A lot of people can (laughs) agree or disagree with me, but I I do think from a human level, uh, it's been sort of nice, you know, relatively obviously with, you know, the fact that, you know, COVID-19 is still going on, but it's been sort of okay to, to just stay at home and, and think about things and plan and try, try to stay productive as best you can and, and try to stay safe. I think that's the number one thing obviously people should be doing right now. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's a lot of things that people can still be doing and, and staying productive and, and schools are still going on. I think I feel, I feel for the, the folks that, you know, are stuck at home now with their kids. And, and I, I feel for the families that have young kids that, are missing out on that social interaction and development for their children and, and mm-hmm. for their pets or whatever that might be. Cause those are all very critical things as human beings that we rely on to, you know, remain the way we are. So Indeed, yeah, that's true. It, it's been a very interesting thing. I mean, it's something that obviously you can talk to people about for, for hours and hours and hours. Oh. And end, but <laughs> absolutely it's uh it's a, it's an interesting one. And I think for, you know, the folks uh, that are getting out of school, for example, and, trying to start looking for their own jobs. Like this is a tough, tough time for sure. And 
Absolutely. You know, for those for those students and, and people out there that are you know either looking for work or new grads that are now trying to wonder to themselves how they're going to make ends meet and stuff like that it's you know we're, we'll get out of it and, and there are still ways that you can still be successful uh through good planning and things like that so it, it's just been interesting I, I i've had a lot of tough times this year already i i've, I've lost a couple friends this year and, and and it's it's been an interesting wild ride for 2020 so I think everybody's kind of unified in the fact that we've all had ups and downs in just a short time for 2020 and mm-hmm. hopefully 2021 brings a, a, a lot more positive things. I so, suppose just keeping yeah. fingers crossed. Yeah. Now yeah. I guess we'll say moving forward and in terms of looking ahead, because, you know, we've been talking about how the markets have been shifting, especially, you know, with, with jobs. And I know, right. I guess I kind of would have scratched the surface of being a new grad who would have just graduated this year, but I took a right. call up last year. So knowing, cause you, you graduated from the B tech program, you know, how there's that, that year long's worth of co-op you have to do. So yeah. uh, I, I'm now in a situation where I'm graduating next year, but who knows how that's going to look like come that time anyway. But anyways, um, you know, when it comes to even just whatever the case is for, you know, if you're looking for for a, a place to start looking for work or if, whether that be just trying to find um, some opportunities, you know, like for my case, just trying to find uh, work, to, you know, to fill some time throughout the summer, the, the thing, where would be a good place to start or how would you go about taking that approach, especially in a time like this? Because, you know, jobs are shifting um requirements are shifting you may have to work from home more you may have to you know, right. go to places yeah but well, what would you take beyond this sort of yeah so this one again depends um jomar on, on a lot of things so so first of all is uh industries are affected by kind of the world mm-hmm. so it's it's a tough one to be general i think from a general answer standpoint yeah. obviously there's most things that are still available to you that would have been useful even if we weren't during, you know, going through this whole global pandemic kind of situation. Absolutely. So, so if you include, you know, the LinkedIn's and, and kind of the standard answer that most, you know, people in, in recruiting or in work would, would kind of suggest those opportunities are still out there. And I think mm-hmm. what has to change is people's approach to what they are willing to do. And what I mean by that is this is a great time for you to start, recalibrating on a lot of those soft skills or admin skills or programming skills that perhaps you'd learned, you know, vocationally through a job that you may have had or through some training you had at a job you previously had or, you know, in your co-ops, like in your case or in school. And those are the things that I think with all this time at home, especially I've been telling, you know, my mentees for sure that these are the things that you need to just keep sharp, Um, especially, you know, in a technical field in a STEM career, most of the stuff that you learn in school, uh, a very small fraction of that you are constantly innovating on and, and constantly mm-hmm. uh, demonstrating in your work. And so yeah. those things naturally as the human brain is, then and, and, and you know we can do as much as we can to keep our brain sharp. Your, your brain has a capacity limit. And at some point, there are things that you'll eventually forget. And so these opportunities when you're at home, socially distancing and, and trying to stay safe, these are good opportunities to be following up on those things, right? Mm-hmm. I've recommended to people that are in, you know, the UX or UI fields that want to get into hardware programming or they want mm-hmm. to start saying, "Hey, I want to potentially career shift or what can I be, what should I be doing with all this time?" Great time to go on LeetCode and, and learn how to, a different language, learn different, you know, queries, learn how to better yourself in something that you already provide to your company. Maybe you're working at mm-hmm. home, but now you have more time at home where you would be going out with friends on the weekend, et cetera, or whatever that might be. 
use that mm-hmm. time in, in a sense that a you should still be getting the rest uh, that people are, are entitled to. I definitely mm-hmm. keep getting the rest that you are, but but also use this time to progress yourself, whether that's reading more books, um, like I said, or or getting more hands-on skills in something. That's ultimately, and I and I preach this for years, will always pay back in dividends that you may never thought it could. So I think that's the first kind of one and two points is, is kind of going back and evaluating you as a person, what's your personal position and what do you offer as both a professional and a person and yeah. finding skills that you can either sharpen or learn, right? And those are the things that we talked about in, in December of last year, right? Is is finding For that certain, balance yeah. between getting good and getting mastery in the skills that you're very good at and enjoy doing, but then also always mm-hmm. keeping part of that time in your life to try new things mm-hmm. and those things are the things that we eventually talk about which again i've talked about it those lead to the opportunities that get conversations started and when you get conversations started that's when opportunities open right there's there's the yeah. whole school of thought that you know luck is is when preparedness uh, and opportunity meet and I, I i'm a fully 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 big advocate of that being prepared is is the number one thing. And I think during these times, it's really showing, right? The folks that are, you know, finding ways to make money by using a skill they haven't used in over 10 years, that's mm. kind of what it's come down to, right? Maybe uh-huh. maybe you went to school and, and got a vocation and, and got a skilled trade, uh, and then you went and did something else. And I think that, you know, to your point, like the BTEC programs and the programs around in, in, in our educational system that are providing hands-on experience before students graduate is a huge, huge, huge bonus. And it's paying large dividends to, to, to folks like yourself, right? Where you're mm-hmm. able to position yourself and not just only the technical and the educational and admin administrative background, but also the management side that you guys get from your program and also the hands-on, right? So you're able to mm-hmm, do things right. like this. You can f- find ways to make money if you, really are able to encompass and triage all those things that you know how to do, right? Uh-huh. On the third point, third, fourth point, I think, and, and again, something I've always advocated for is this is the perfect time to reconnect with your network. Now, I'll say that with a disclaimer, as I said with my, <laughs> my, in my last podcast, is there are people yeah. that decide to go over the edge on this one and... Mm that might work for them and that's totally fine. And that's that's all that needs to happen. Do your thing. At the end of the day, it's your life. You decide what you want to do. Now, I'm just speaking personally as my own experience and just my approach to things. This is a great opportunity to pick up the phone, call a friend, call an acquaintance that you haven't talked to in a while, ask them how they are doing. Because you don't know what people are going through. You know, We're kind of syncing up and just talking about things as they are. You never know where that's going to go. Um, yeah. Industries that have been affected by this COVID-19, there are people that have never thought they'd be out of a job and now they're out of a job. Yeah. Right? We look at the tourism industry. We look at airlines. These are people that, you know, I have friends that served in the military and the Air Force, flew for 20 years, got out. They had just moved into the airlines, you know, whether it was Air Canada, WestJet, things like that. Mm-hmm. did a couple flights once they did their in-doc training and now they're out of a job and we really don't know when they'll be back because they run on a seniority yeah. system. Absolutely. And I know a lot of pilots that that's what their goal was and they went right into flying and that's okay. 
But I also know pilots that went to school, got a, a master's degree in toxicology, and they're able to work in pharma sales. Mm-hmm. That's okay too. So they're perfectly two good examples where it really comes down to you as a person, what you want to do with this time that you have. And that's the recommendation I can give. I can't tell people this is what you should do to get a job or this is what you should do to stay productive. All I can do is provide avenues for you to think about and evaluate what are you currently doing? Can you do something better? Can you learn a new skill? Can you try a new opportunity? Can you try a new activity that might just open up a conversation or an encounter with someone that's new that might lead down something to fruition. And that's what I think the best advice I can give, you know, during these times, especially with how hard it is to, you know, just network with people. Yeah. And I was going to say, and that's kind of where you'd kind of alter your network or kind of fit it around to be able to use it to your advantage, whether that be making a new connection or reconnecting with an old connection or something of that sort. Yeah. And I I think that, you know, to, to your point, Jomar, like, with those that have chosen to, to, to work on your brand, that's what you should be using this time for. And, mm. and what I mean by that is you don't need to be, you know, an, an influencer on Instagram with, <laughs> or a social media <laughs> platform with 400,000 people, you know, because right. you're doing something in that. The personal brand that I talk about with my mentees and, and the companies that I work with, your personal brand is who you are, who you identify with, um, the folks that you also identify with uh, that that you know would be able to speak on your behalf when you're not there. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that you should be working on now because your personal brand is going to be the one that people will talk about or you'll get recommended over someone else. Or, you know, in my case, a lot of people just reach out to me because someone's passed on my name. And that just leads to another conversation. And that's how, you know, I mm-hmm. run into these podcasting opportunities or I meet the Vishals of the world or I get the mentees, <laughs> you know, that then introduce yeah. me to someone else. And that's really what I think people should focus a bit more on. And I, I it, and again, it's not something that they teach in school. Um, some people might disagree yeah. with me for sure on that, but mm-hmm. it's what's worked with me being a gen- genuine person that is trying to just be good at things opens up opportunities for you to meet people. It might lead to a conversation, whether it's just a good friend. I I think a lot of focus, especially during these times, is just I need to get something from something. And that's also not always the best approach too. So I think staying humble in the times that we're in and letting this all kind of sort out is also an important point. But it's a great time for people to obviously, like I said, stay safe because that's our number one issue right now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely staying safe. And and at the same time, using your time at home to reconnect with your parents, you know, spending time with your family and, and getting outside and just trying to better yourself in some avenue so that you've come out of this quarantine when we're eventually able to go back to the way things were mm-hmm. with a new skill or some kind of level of productivity that you've you've gained from this time right and i think that's what will absolutely put put the people ahead of others and 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 that's again a tough one for people to swallow but ultimately you are competing you know against another candidate for a job or or whatever it might be that's that's the tools that you want to have in your court when it comes down to you know how do you look back on your your quarantine time if we want to call it that Mm. and what have you done during that time is is, i think Uh a very important point identifying what that might mean for you and then just executing on it. Mm-hmm. 
Indeed. Now, so, uh, I guess uh, we're, we're sort of coming towards the close, but uh, is there anything you kind of want to add or to, you know, if people wanted to get to touch with you or anything or anything else you kind of want to add to this in closing? Um, just, I guess during all this time, just uh, stay safe and try to stay positive. A lot of, um, there's a lot of things going on in the world, obviously, that, you know, you can talk about for, for hours and hours, but I guess for the for the folks out there listening, uh, we'll be okay. I think we'll get out of this and, and we'll we'll figure it out as a as a humanity. But you know, for the for those that have just graduated from schools um, or programs, masters programs, uh, doctorate programs, you know, use the use the investment that you've put into your schooling to help provide some kind of you know reinvestment and equity back into our society. I think that's something that not a lot of focus is been put on and i'm trying to do that you know in my own avenue and you know use your education to to help you both from a job standpoint but also give back to your communities in some way uh help out where you can help out local businesses and your friends and and people that just kind of need help a little bit more and you know share the love i think there's uh there's just these are tough times that we're living in and you know, I hope to, to do a podcast when we're all out of this and, and you know, talk about a lot of other stuff. But yeah, just uh, just stay informed. Uh, another thing I wanted to, to talk about shortly was just, you know, a, a lot of people have been asking others their opinions on things. And I think that's very important. But just mm-hmm. stay in tune with yourself, you know, check in with your local news and, and stay in touch with your local folks, people back home, different countries. And and you as a person are, are entitled to that opinion for yourself and, and make those decisions yourself, you know, use your, your knowledge and use what's, what's out there in the world to, to kind of formulate what, you know, you think the world's kind of doing and uh, just remain positive. Uh, I think for you, Jomar too, you know, just, just keep, just keep plugging away and keeping those connections with, with good mentors is, is a key one as we, as we go through this and as we get out of it and, and that's all we can do. Yeah, I'll definitely keep that in mind. But hey, thank you so much for coming on the program and chatting for a little bit. I mean, if only we could go for about two and a half hours, I'd love to. But, you know, constraint-wise, I understand. But you know what? Maybe we'll wait for a podcast for all we know. Maybe you should start a podcast or something. Yeah, the next time I'm I'm in town, we'll uh, we'll get another two and a half uh, hour podcast out. (laughs) Or we'll break the record, maybe make it three. Who knows for whatever the conversation goes. (laughs) But hey, Mitch, thank you so much for doing this. No, thanks for having me. And uh, stay safe out there, everybody and uh, we'll chat soon okay so i got exactly 15 seconds oh wait it's rolling well 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 this is 93.3 cfmu community radio check us out on our website at cfmu.ca for our live stream or tune in to 93.3 megahertz on the fm dial on your radio well there was that conversation i had with mitch koss and mitch thank you so much for coming on the program as well if you are tuned in uh, it was just such a wonderful conversation and i really really enjoyed it now you're listening to first up this is 93.3 cfmu um and i was about to give up the conclusion actually hilariously thinking of this as the end of the show but no this is not the end of the show we still have a fair amount of time to go so i will definitely fill that out with music now, something that kind of came across my mind, actually, just as I was doing this, is sort of how the weather's been lately. If you are here sort of in the Hamilton, greater Toronto area, uh, even Toronto itself, and, you know, you've probably seen how the weather's been. It's been interesting, actually. Uh, very hot, and I think I still have yet to really get to sink in. For some reason, I'm still kind of in spring mode, and I'm expecting temperatures that are in the mid-teens, you know, high 
mid to high teens, max 20 or something. And then, you know, all of a sudden you see day after day temperatures, 30, 31, 35, you know, some days almost feeling like 38 or something like that. Uh, I don't know. I, I still haven't quite grasped summer as of yet this particular year. So it's really interesting. I don't know if it's it's because I'm still not in daylight savings time. Uh, maybe I'm, you know, still in my mind with back with March. Uh, but no, it's just really funny to observe. Hopefully though, you know, whether you, I don't know if you may really enjoy summer, if you are a fan of summer or if you aren't so much a fan, but nonetheless, you know, um, I guess there are good activities inside and out in case if you're looking for stuff to do. Although at this time, you know, we are still sort of in uh, partial lockdown and uh, some, we aren't quite, quite all up to speed yet. But there are still some fun ways you can get out there, and obviously, you know, with the best practices as well, especially during this time. Uh, I know walks have been a really fun time. Uh, we've actually been going on some interesting walks lately, and uh, my goodness, I don't know, there, there's, just, there, there's just been something so refreshing. You know, I mean, normally walks always are refreshing, but there's been something about these particular days that has made walks all that much more refreshing to take. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I haven't been stepping out for some time, maybe breathing the same air in the house. And the only time we actually get our air sort of circulating is when we get the windows open on a nice breezy day. But you know what? Uh, I'm sort of just taking it in just, a, uh, just about a day at a time and seeing how things are. So hopefully you do enjoy the weather, however you may enjoy it, whether it's being right out there or watching the sun from inside and sort of enjoying sort of a nice little scenic view of the outdoors. Perhaps that's totally possible. I, I leave it to you. <laughs> anyway, we're going to get now to some more music, and uh, this time I'm going to pull from the archives, and we're going to see what is in our archives this week. So hopefully you enjoy this little blast from the not-so-distant past, and I'll catch you in just a moment. Anyway, back to the whole early morning flow of music, just to get you going this morning. Uh, here we're going to be playing a track from an album that was released in 1955. Just a, just easy morning jazz, if you will. I kind of treated this as my Monday morning jazz. And actually, what's funny is I could play this at any time of day, and it would still work perfectly fine, which is why I love this album, and just a lot of great tracks on it. I mean, you could, you could find it, I think, on... Um, there, I have the vinyl component uh, for that's for one thing, uh, but there's also you know the the other mediums which you could probably grab it. Uh, this now I don't know if this is either attributed to one or the other artist. This is actually collaboration between two uh, two great jazz musicians. Uh, one being a uh, um, oh what's the term for it? vibraphonist I think. Uh, or just a percussionist, if you will, and the other is saxophonist. So Lionel Hampton would be the former, and Stan Getz would be the latter. They had a compilation, or a... Um a collaboration album called Hamp and Gets, which has been released under many different names. I have one that has, uh, I, I'm not sure if this is the original cover or not, but it's just called Hamp and Gets, Lionel Hampton and Stan Gets. Just a few tracks on there, but um, just wonderful. And this kind of also reminds me not only just of Monday mornings, but also of just great days of just jamming out and having fun uh, back in the days of high school with a jazz band. In fact, I know my younger sister who goes to, who's currently at the same high school that I was and also in the music program like I was, uh, had a they had a little concert uh, last Thursday, so they were performing there, and this kind of just reminded me of them just for the purposes of soloing. I would have loved to actually get actual footage and be there in person. Unfortunately, of all the years that I would have been able, I've been able to come by, I had a final, so that uh, was unfortunate. But I hope it went well, and I certainly would look forward to footage when I'm getting home. In case you may be listening this morning, um, but in any case. Let's get to the music now. This is from Lionel Hampton and Stan Getz. This one is called Gladys. Hopefully you enjoy it and get yourself, uh, I guess, easily going right here on 93.3 CFMU. Mm -hmm. 
Gotta love those miscues. Anyway, here they are. This is Gladys here on CFMU. Thank <laughs> you. 
Is Lila Hampton and Stan Getz with Gladys, and uh, as as sort of a, a good little morning interlude for you there for some great jazz and soloing. As you heard, the great midsection and pretty much what makes up the majority of the song is just them two going back and forth at it. As you probably, you if you may have noticed and sort of paid a little bit of attention, you uh, you'd have uh, actually remarked that they were kind of going back and forth, which is always fun, you know. And, and in in jazz, it's kind of like the the great fun of being able to trade off solos. If you ever hear that terminology being tossed around, it's uh, and that sort of thing. So, anyways, <laughs> well, you gotta love morning jazz, and you certainly cannot get enough of it. Anyway, well, I guess that brings us to the end of today's program. And I mean, goodness, time flies. Let, let me tell you, I, even though these things are being pre-recorded, I can't believe how much time flew. Especially in that conversation I had with Mitch, because we were having such a wonderful time, and you know, I really would have loved to be able to continue to have been able to continue that conversation and to extend it really to some more time, just to kind of really get to 
have a wonderful, a much greater chat with Mitch. But hopefully you enjoyed whatever we had. And Mitch, once again, thank you so much for coming on the program. So with that, this has been First Up for 93.3 CFMU Broadcasting out of McMaster University in the basement of the Student Center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Currently with this particular episode being done from my hometown in Mississauga, but still on pretty much the airwaves, wherever it is, or wherever you normally access it, by podcast, by live stream on cfmu.ca, or even on our airwaves, just as you typically and traditionally do it at 93.3 megahertz on the FM. So, with that, hopefully you enjoy your week. Uh, stay safe, stay w- not warm, it's not winter, it's stay cool, because <laughs> I anticipate some hot temperatures up ahead, and I will catch you next week. Take care.